The Combat Jack Show hoodie is available today at teespring.com forward slash Combat Jack Show. Get yours today in multiple colorways. Red, blue, charcoal, brown, black. It's official. It's fresh. Get ready for combat over at teespring.com forward slash Combat Jack Show and get your hoodie today. Shout out to those who copped the tea. It's hoodie time and who knows what's next. Cheer. Internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, the Combat Jack Show. This is our special, special Thanksgiving episode. Happy Thanksgiving, Pete. Happy Thanksgiving, Combat. Yeah, what, are you, what are you planning on doing? Man, just with the family, man. You know yeah. I love the family, man. Family's important, man. And, you know, Thanksgiving. So we want to wish a happy uh, Thanksgiving to all the Combat Jack Show listeners. Um, this is our, I really love this episode, and I know you'll love it too, man. Rick Ross came through. He was under a time constraint, man, but I think we got the best out of him. And he opened up in the whole nine, cop that hood billionaire, Black, Black Friday. You know, special shout out to France and, and Sav, Young Sav, for making this happen. And definitely. Whole Maybach music crew. The whole, a whole MMG crew. Yeah, and, and for this special Thanksgiving episode, man, I definitely got to give a shout out, man, to, to A King for putting this team together. You know, to Jonathan Mena, man, it was just every week solid with the production, man. You know, Brian Summers with the, with the, with the pictures, man. Killing like, it. Snapping them. The Otis Jones with this fly, fly, fly show bill. You know what I'm saying? In, 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 in the office, you know, the, the, the top office, we got Chris Morrow. Matt Raz. We got Matt Raz. And, and who, else, who, else, who else helps us out with the spaceship, man? Oh, I'm listening. Samir. Samir didn't work Samir. on this episode. You know what I'm saying? And all the people that has helped us. This episode was recorded at the Hangar Studio NYC. Beautiful studio. You know, beautiful studio. Our first time here. I definitely see us coming back here again. Most definitely. And again and again. And Pete, man, thank you, man. This has been a great year. And let's be thankful. And I really thank you, man. This has been, you've helped this show out so great. I'm so grateful, man. I'm, I'm so grateful. And listen, Combat, thank you. Let's, let's not get all no, 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 fucking teary-eyed. We have to thank. As my man, what's his name? Who? Uh, penitentiary rules. Oh, Kevin Gates. Yeah, I don't want no dick pulling here. Man, oh. pause, pause, pause to that. But I will say this, Combat. Yeah. Thank you to all the internets. Thank you to the listeners worldwide mm-hmm. of the Combat Jack Show. Thank you for the people that supported the Combat Jack Show merchandise. Thank you to all the blogs. Wait, 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 that, wait, 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 wait. What? Thank you to all the women. Like, do yes. you understand every week more and more women tune yes. into the Combat Jack show? And that's so important. I love it. Yo, Combat, honestly, yeah. we're just real. It's Thanksgiving. Yes. We're thankful. There the Combat go. Jack show is thankful. There you go. Shout out to you, Internets. Internets. We're out. Internets, you tune into the Combat Jack show, the combatjackshow.com. And you already know, man, this episode is brought to you by fine folks at Bevel. The first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly, and sensitive skin. So check out Get Bevel today. GetBevel.com and use the code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T, to get 20% off your first month at GetBevel.com. That's GetBevel.com and shave like a fucking boss. Cheer. Speaking of bosses, internet, you already seen the show bill that Theotis cooked up. Mm-hmm. You already know what it is. You already know what the fuck we do. Internet, this is a guy, man, you know. He started out, and at first I wasn't a believer. And he kept coming with that music. Mm. 
Kept you might not have been a visionary combat. Nah, I, I was I was short sighted, sir. I was short sighted to see this far. You but, 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 but after a while, man, I got caught up in that wave, man, and I went from being a supporter to a fan. The internet's already tired about how I talk about how I appreciate your music. Mm. Internet's. It's with great pride that I welcome to the Combat Jack Show, Mr. Rick Ross. Yeah, yeah, much love, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Salute to everybody tuned in, too. Yes, sir, man. Thanks for coming through, man. Man, it's all good. You've been hustling, man. You've been hustling. Yes, sir. You're looking svelte, man. I know everybody's asking you about the weight. and this, yeah. Yo, you're looking great, man. Yeah, you already know, man. It's that Ross fit. I've been getting it in. Yo, let me ask you something, though, man. I've seen you turning them ropes, man. Them ropes in that yeah, video, that, yeah. sh- that, that I can't fuck with them ropes, man. No, nah, them ropes you got to get right. <laughs> it's rough on you the first time with the ropes. The first few times, you know what I'm saying? And you know I caught on to it. What, what's the what's the toughest thing? Like the the, the bells, like the the bells or the running or what was what's the, p- the toughest part about the fitness thing, man? You, you just the endurance, man. Everything dealing with the endurance for me because I was just a smoker. I'm chilling. Right. I wouldn't even go to the mailbox. You okay. Know what I'm yeah. So you know if I was performing, that was my you know, that was my exercise, but, you know, just to get the endurance up. It's all that from the blurpees and, you know, of course, the endurance. So, Yo, you, know, you got to do it all. You doing 100 burpees, man? No, nah, I can't do 100. <laughs> yeah. I ain't yet. Now, now, tell us what the program is, man. What What is the, the Ross Fit program? You know, Ross Fit is really CrossFit. Yes. That's just me putting my spin on it. You know what I'm talking about? Me being at the crib, inviting the homies over. We got music on outside, you know what I mean? You had a chef, you had your cute chef come over, you understand? With the crazy outfit? Of course, you know, she okay. looking wonderful. You know, she just prefers, you know, it's like you eating, the food tastes so good, you, you're not missing nothing. Right. You understand? So you're really doing yourself the biggest favor, but you ain't missing nothing. You ain't craving nothing. I ain't really, I ain't tripping. But, but what is the thing that you miss the most, man? Oh, man, you know. Ice cream? You know, you know, I'm still a big fan of that. You understand? Yeah. And you know, I still treat myself right. to, to uh, you know, what I want. You know, throughout the week too. You know what I'm saying? It's just on the overall. I just cut back on sodas and all that type of. You know what I mean? Now, is there a difference in terms of your stamina when you perform right now? Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was the first time you realized, oh shit, like I'm doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had done performed the hour show and was like, yeah, <laughs> give me three more. They like, boy, it's time to go. <laughs> now, say, yes, now, now tell, right. tell us about the Hood Billionaire, man. You know, Hood Billionaire, you know, the title for one is just that for me, that represents somebody that could just do for you and yours. You know, whatever that is, you know what I mean? To me, Hood Billionaire, even if that's just you taking your son to the park, you know what I'm saying, doing more. You know, then I got you know, the dig. I was I ain't never get to go to a dolphin game as a youngster. So to me, that's being a hood billionaire. If you're taking your youngsters out and you're doing it big, or you just doing whatever it is you want to do. It don't have nothing to do with the level of paper you got. Cause of course I'm not a billionaire. But as long as you doing what it is you want to do, what's the difference? Cause being a billionaire, being rich, being wealthy allows you to be free, right? Believe that. Believe that. Now I was looking at some old interviews of yours, man, and, right. and you've always been talking about wealth right. and money and getting those money bags and right. the whole nine. Right. And, you know, I've heard you reference also Napoleon Hill. Right. Like, have you actually read Think and Grow Rich, man? Of course. Yeah? Yeah. What else do you read, man? Man, it's just a lot of different books like that. You know, the dig and, um, you know, you know, for me, I read, you know, a lot of different books, you know, whether it's religious, whether it's a Napoleon Hill book, a Robert Greene book, because to me, um, you know, just like when I met the legendary, you know, the iconic Mr. Farrakhan, mm. you know, when I met him, you know, 
you know, I just I told him, you know, I, I absorb anything that's good for, you know, for black men. What whatever good for, you know, to make me a better person, that's what I'm absorbed. So he gave me so much game, you under dig and and you know, um, you know, that's just that's just how I move. So most definitely, I, um it's about paper, it's about getting in power. It's about sharing that wealth with your team and, you know, those around you and you know, I just feel like um you know, the ones that really look beneath the surface could see and understand what we got going on here. Now, Napoleon Hill is a process. You know what I'm saying? Think and Grow Rich. For internets that don't know, it's a, it's a classic book written in the 40s. After One the, of his many classics. Yes, 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 yes. But, but, you know, it's a process to actually think and grow rich, man. When did that actually click for you, man? You know, really just, um, you know, really I just felt being independent and, and doing as much as you could for yourself. And keeping that 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 circle, keeping that, keeping it tight, keeping that vibe, and that's what I feel hip hop is. That's what I feel this culture is. This is a community, and this is for everybody that want to come in this and do your thing. And you know, ain't nobody more important than the next, regardless of your power, your your finances. We we all got the same shot. You understand? And if you're an artist, you could be, you know, on tour with Pharrell in two weeks. You understand? And that's the beauty about what, what we doing here. And, you know, that's what I just, you know, I just want to make sure we keep that going. And I feel that's that all falls back in line with thinking and growing rich. Yeah. What's your favorite Robert Greene book, man? Um, um, Mastery. Mastery. Yeah. Ah! Mastery is actually, I'm in the middle of that shit right now. I thought my favorite was 48 Laws. No, what? that's that's elementary. It's a, yeah, but when yeah, I when yeah, I got yeah, to that mastery, that's, that's, that's cliche. I yeah. wouldn't even, um, I, I don't even refer to that. No see, more. internet. You see, Mr. Ross I right said, here I, I, is I, a I big actually, reader. I actually on my in, in, on my new album, Hood Billionaire. I, I made a reference to it. I said, um, I said, um, my dogs are butter law. Duct tape, rubber green, and make them read the Quran. Yeah, something like that. Y'all go get uh, Hood Billion and make now, sure y'all pre-order that. When does the album drop, man? Uh, November 24th. We're a few days out. Is that, is that Black Friday? Um, yeah, that's most definitely that weekend. Okay, what what can we expect to hear from it, man? This is um this is that bass heavy Ricky Rose that 808. You under dig? I'm um, it's real it's real street heavy. You under dig? I feel like Mastermind was real soulful, and I I, I wanted to do some wordplay. This is more bass heavy more anthem built, you know, more catchy rhyme, you know, chant, chorus, rhyme type feel. Yeah. So in a sense, is this you paying homage to to to, to Miami and, and, and bass and the 808 sound systems from back in the day? Mm. In a way you could say that because uh, the second record, Coke Like the 80s, is most definitely a Miami record. I was only thinking about Miami on on when you look at the track list and coke like the eighties. Okay, yeah. now now tell us about your your your, your upbringing, like right. like the parents, like the your household growing up. Right? right, 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 man. I got the most beautiful mother. She a OG. She a boss. She been self made. You know, my father passed away. He passed away from cancer a few years back, and um, you know, I was a little younger, and um, you know, they both was just um G's, and you know um, you know, I do what I do. What'd your pops do, man? Uh, he actually, um, you know, he was real intelligent. He was highly intelligent. He uh, he was a professor at one time. Okay. And for uh, some reason, he, he just stopped doing it. Right. 
and um, he was just kind of chilling for a little while. Do you regret the fact that, you know, as you got older, you really couldn't talk to him about that journey? Because for somebody to be accomplished, like being a professor, Right. being highly intelligent and taking that path. Right. Right. They had to have known something or seen something or experienced something. You know, that an intelligent person, it takes an intelligent, brave person to change tracks instantly, you know what I'm saying, or, or, or drastically. Most definitely. I feel like it just takes uh, somebody that's a believer and a gambler at the same time. You can't be scared to gamble, especially when you're gambling on yourself. Yeah. Fuck it, roll the dice, you hear me? And your moms, what was what, what did your moms do? You know, she was uh, most definitely an OG. You know, she come from the country, Mississippi, and she just always grinded hard. She was just always a grinder, a hustler. And you she got, gave me the game. And you guys came from 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 Tennessee or close to Tennessee, right? Yeah, my mom, she uh she moved from you know my dad was from Florida. Okay. My mom was from Mississippi, and uh, when they got together, they moved. You know, he moved her down to Miami. And uh, whatever they was going through at the time, she um, she was alone when she was pregnant with me, and she just went up two weeks before she had me back with her family, had me, then came back to Miami. So I've been in Miami my whole life. How many siblings? Um, I got one. Okay. You the oldest or the youngest? Youngest. Okay. Baby boy. Believe that. Uh, baby boy's always blessed, man. Boss. Yeah, so what was your first... Rap experience, man, that you can remember. Um, I remember my first great rap experience was when I heard Two Live Crew, "Hey, We Want Some Pussy." Mm. Yeah. How old were you, man? I was in elementary school. Okay, I just remember being in elementary school, and it, and whoever was playing it, and it hit the school like a damn tornado. I was like, "Hey, we want some." And, it, and, and of course, you know, it was written in a way when you could have heard it for the first time right then and joined in right then. So. <laughs> That shit was just, yeah, that did it. And you have a great story, man, about your Big Daddy Kane really, really inspiring you to yeah. rap, man. Yeah, Big Daddy. You know, you know, um, me just, you know, every time I put out an album, I always reflect back to, you know, the things that made me want to do it and go so hard. And, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, I absorb me coming from Miami. You know, what was popping was bass music, right. you know, chicks dropping it low, you know what I'm saying? Pop that ass, pop that ass. I loved it. I watched all the videos. I supported it. But at the same time, I felt like I'd be standing in a crowd and a party, and I'm thinking about trying to get my first hundred grand. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So my music was different. I knew I didn't fit in with, you know, this. This is my background. This is my vibe. But I wanted to tell more stories like the West Coast. I wanted to, you know, dress like them dudes getting money on the East Coast. And those were the dudes that, um, you know, I supported. This was all a part of the culture to me. I would buy your CD or your vinyl based on your cover, just knowing well, that's the vibe. I want to hear what he got to say. You know what I'm saying? And um, that go for me buying King T album, the E-40 projects, you know, of course, the ice cubes, of course, the, but I'm talking about the dudes that were overlooked. So when I, you know, I, I be in the record store and I see a dude, McGruff CD, uh -huh. and just because he had on wood frame Cartier shades on the cover, let me get that too. Yo, I'm glad you said King T, man, because that's one of my favorite underrated West Coast rappers, man. His believe. cadence, his bounce, you know what I'm saying? He had that energy. 
You better believe it. You know what I'm saying? That vibe, that respect. You know what I'm saying? And and that's why I, I try to mention those artists. And that's why you hit a project pat on Elvis Presley Boulevard, and you see me making those type of moves. Now I was I shouldn't be, but I was actually really surprised at how much of an influence Cool G Rap was on you, man. Oh man, you know that was. Sh- <laughs> That's, that's, Roads that's to the riches. I, yeah. I was Truck a, like sex. You know what I'm saying? I was a youngster looking at it. I'm like, damn. You know, this it right here. This it right here. The Juice Crew, that whole era. That whole era. Them, them videos, the vibes, you know what I'm saying? Just the whole just the whole movement. You know what I'm saying? He just stood out. He always represented. I love this lisp. And, you know, as soon as I got in power, as soon as I got a little paper, I flew him down to the crib. Now, how, how was that, man? That, that was was that your first time meeting him when you flew him down? Yeah, I just reached out to him on some G shit. Hey, boy, shh, boy, I got a money bag. Come down here, <laughs> fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? And just come in the studio, you and your man, y'all just come fuck with me. This how I do it. He just sat there watching me record, and we recorded um, four or five records. I believe we released. Two or three. We still mm. got another two or three on nice. Now, as you progress through your career, right. like most rappers, most artists, most people that do what they eventually do as 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 a career, they started off as a hobby. Was it a hobby for you, or dis, was you just destined to do this, or was it just like a side thing? You know, when I you know when I first began to do it, it was really one of my homies. It was really one of my homies that was pushing me to do it. It's because he had an older brother that was DJing and fucking with vinyls and shit. So he was pushing me to do it. And what's crazy is the last song on my album is called Brimstone. It's a collaboration with me and Big Crit. Oh, word. And he was a soulful, he had a, my, my, my homie who I'm talking about, he had such a soulful vibe. I asked him to come and ad lib the big crit record. And right now he's incarcerated. He he uh they offered him sixty years. He Fuck. 60 to life right now. So when you listen to the record Brimstone, you're gonna hear Big Crit and you'll hear another voice that's under that. Shout out to my partner Bishop. You know, in in, in doing my research uh about you, the one thing that kept popping up was that you do an impeccable job of staying in touch and reaching back to the people that 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 influenced you or put you on or or helped you out when you needed a hand. You know, um to me, to me, um that's what it's about. Um getting paper. When you getting paper and getting in power, especially in this position in the game we playing, you know, when you see Rose, I ain't just feeding Rose. You underdig? Um we got the squad. We got the team, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, we going hard. And when you see what this for, when you see how many kids this is and how many kids they feed, you got to respect this. You understand? And when you see this video, we dropping the video uh, early tomorrow. Uh, World Star. It's called Trap Love. It's myself, Yo Gotti. And, man, this is a powerful video. This is a very powerful video. And, this is uh, one of the records I'm talking about. You know, most cats that I know, because I've been in the industry and I've, I've, I've experienced a lot of shit, but a lot of cats, man, come in the game and, and forget their past. Like, there's not a lot of loyalty 
in the game, or at least from my experience or from my observation, man, where do you get that strong sense of loyalty from? That's how I was raised. That's how I was taught, young to dig. And, um, you know, um, shout out to Kenneth Booby Williams. When you hear the introduction to my album, that's my partner. That's who gave me game. That's who, you know, raised us. That's, you know, who um, we looked up to in care of city. That's who, you know, got us our first pair of shoes, so on and so forth. And uh, he was indicted and he was on the run for a little while. He made America's Most Wanted. And he has been, you know, offered so many different times to be speaking on TV and such and such, and he never spoke to no outside outlets. That's just, that's just the code, you know, the code that he lived by, and it's the first time he ever did. So on my seventh, and man, I'm just proud of that. I'm happy of that. Yo, tell us about the young rapper Chill Will, man. That was, you know, that was me, of course, you know, early. That was just, um, I felt like Chill Will, that was, um, I was the, you know, the imaginary third member of EPMD. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That you gots to chill. You know what I'm saying? That fucked me up bad. You know what I'm saying? I even cut that in my head. You had EPMD? They charged me an extra dollar for that when I was a shorty. <laughs> well, you had EPMD or you gots to chill? You gots to chill. <laughs> yeah. So so as a, as a young rapper, as a young MC, man, you're borrowing from all these styles, man, but... But what was your persona, man? What was I mean, you were the third member of EPMD, but were you really living out like that EPMD life? You know, when I was a shorty, you know, when I was a shorty, man, I was, you know, um, you know, where we came up at, man, you know, in the middle of Care City on my block and where we was from, it was so many it was dudes that was getting paper. So, you know, I remember being this tall and standing in front of my first five hundred SEL Mercedes and seeing that the windshield wipe, the headlights had their own Windshield wipers. I remember seeing that, like, damn. And, and they know, sprayed, too. And they sprayed so, the windshield wiper fluid. So, you know, this is my partner, Jabbar. You, if you go back to my music, Fonzo, you know, that I talk about in John Doe, he out the feds now. That's who on the road with me. I just posted a picture of him, and, and I said, uh, this is the same pose we did in the ninth grade. You know, these some of the dudes that was labeled being um, some of the biggest hustlers, you know, coming out of the city you know, KD and, and, and Black. So I was around, you know, hustlers my whole life. You know what I mean? So um, um I had Shaheen Reed down at the, uh, in Miami a what few up, days back. Yeah. And, um, you know, I let him see a few uh, pictures, and he like, man, you won't post these? I say, nah. <laughs> now, they're not going to be on Throwback Thursdays, nah, man? Nah, 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 <laughs> nah. But, you know, we was wearing bust-down rollies, man, before I was, uh, I was still a teenager. Mm. Yeah. What kind of student were you, man? Um, you know, you know, I always had swag. I always had the gift of gap. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the teachers always showed me a little love. But, you know, just being real, I, you know, math and, you know, those other courses I really wasn't good at. Um, we spoke to uh, Greg Street. Right. Tell us about the song Willie Bananas. Yeah, Willie Bananas. That's a record that I did for Greg Street. Years ago, years ago, years ago, that's when um some you know when I left Miami, um you know it was crazy down in Miami. I what? left Miami and uh, I linked up with my partner Tony Draper, mm. and he took me to the studio over at Greg Street Crib, and then I just end up recording in there day after day. Swab after house, day. right? Yeah, Swab house. Now, now Greg 
thinks that the Willie Bananas song is the very first song that you ever got paid for. Is that, is that true or not? That might be the first song I got 5000 for. What? Yeah, yeah, real talk, real talk, real talk. Now, coming up, man, you also developed a reputation for being a great songwriter. Right. You know, and you were writing songs for cats, man. Was right. that is that something that you enjoy doing and still enjoy doing? Um, man, you know, you know, a lot of times, really, I'm going to tell you, you know, the funniest thing to me, you know, is a lot of times when you, you, you pen a song and... The, the you know the critical acclaim for it is is there and you know you may release a song and you know those same writers might not see that vision right, and right, right. it's like you know it's it's just it makes you smile but you know that's the art you know, the dig and most definitely I've been writing songs for um you know other artists for a long time you know listening to your music and listening to you rap and some sometimes the, the complex things that you get into you know I recognize you know, your talents as a, as a songwriter. But, you know, people that look at the surface, there's a lot of people that, that don't consider you like a great songwriter. Does that, does that get frustrating, man? Not at all. Not at all. This ain't for everybody. Right. My timeline ain't for everybody. You know okay. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. Like, you know, everybody ain't on my wavelength, and I ain't on everybody's. As well, yeah, yeah. I, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna come to everybody's show, and that's that's a good answer, man. It's a lot of shows. That's, that's a good answer. It's a lot of shows, and I can't go. I can't. It's certain ones you just. It's all good. You can't pay attention thing. to everybody out, you know. So I mean, you people know my wavelength. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying they ain't under dick. Yeah, I was uh, looking at your interview with the with the homie Elliot Wilson, man, and you said that. You might eventually do a song called Ghost Rider, man. Have you done that yet, man? Is that is that you, on Hood Billionaire? You, it's not. It's not. But you know, you know, um, I actually thought about that. But you know, just keeping it real, I would never. I would never. You know what I'm saying? Ruin. You know, some great relationships right. I got. You right, know right, 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 right. I never do that. So was the intent when you were talking about it, like talking yeah, about? It's, it's like, yo, I know if I, you know. I would it would fuck the world. It'll fuck the game up. If if it was if it was yeah. exposed to songs that you wrote. Oh man, y'all of course. It's Rose. I done said some of That's the catchy shit. Yeah. I done said some of the catchiest shit in the last <laughs> since I came in the game. I I changed certain patterns and it's certain, you know. But it's all good, you know. Yo, what we ain't tripping. What was it that actually made you leave Miami to go to um Atlanta? I haven't left Miami. No, but but when you went to, to when you went from oh yeah yeah nah it was you know it was um indictments and things right. going on it was um it, it was, was too hot it was, it was yeah it was a lot of different things that I had never seen that was going on and like almost to the point I was like the last one left kind of like when you look around you were on the run from the Jakes no I wasn't on the run they ain't want me it was just oh, okay it was just it was just it was just real ugly yeah. So when you got to Atlanta, man, like, so you, you, you're influenced on the shit that you're listening to on television and on the radio, as well as the, the you know, the, the, the JT monies and the two live crews and the whole nine. How does your ear change when you get to Atlanta? Musically, just, you know, the beats, the tempos, you know, the way they approach records, you know, because I'm surrounded. I'm in the studio. I look up. I'm in the studio with a young Jazzy Faye. Mm. 
just produce hoes in the club showing love. And, 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 you know, I'm, I'm sitting around, I'm doing this. And you soaking that up. Yeah. I'm sitting next to a young Polo to Dawn. This is pre, this is when he Jim Crow. Mm. This is when he jumped Crow. He didn't even know, he, I don't even think, he, he was just producing that. You know, you know bro, so it was that type of vibe. When I when I listen to the to, to the to the music that you do and the music that that you basically oversee, you know, I always wonder, man, do you also produce a man or do you have a a, a, a talent for production? I don't. I really I don't produce. I can't say I produce. Right. It's just um, my musical acronym, and that's a word I'm proud of creating. If if it's if it's a word, y'all let me know. If not, I don't a- acumen. Acumen. Acumen, yeah, A-C-U-N-E. No, fuck that. Yeah, Acre- yeah. You don't need to be a word. You're making fuck your own words you're your up. Boss, right? you're, you're, you're a boss, right? You're a boss, right? Fuck that. You're fuck making that. your own words up, Ross. Fuck that. Yo, Ross, yeah. man, you know on the journey, there are times where you get these breaks. Right. And you think it's the biggest break. Right. And then you realize it wasn't, and it's disappointment. You know, did, was that the situation you went through through your prior deals, like with the suave houses and the slip and slides? Did you think you had made it? Man, you know, just 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 being in Miami making the music I was making, you know, I remember having the vision and feeling like, um, you know, I could be a huge success. And when the majors did come into the city, I remember, um, you know, um, the A and R's and Atlantic Records and coming, they signed Pretty Ricky, and you know, I was just sitting there like, mm, we gotta go hard, we gotta. We gotta approach this, so you know, you know, and that's just you know I play chess, so you know what it is. Were there any points, man, where you was like, "Yo, man, we might not make it"? Of course. Yeah. If you don't say that, you haven't really put in work. You can ask the Navy SEALs. You know they say that every day. You know what I'm saying? But if you've pushed yourself over a decade. It's like having a job over a decade and never got paid, but you get up and go to work, never took a sick day. Damn. At some point, you act, you actually tell yourself, if I didn't love this, the day would be my last day doing this. But what kept you going, B? Because, you know, the, the old adage is it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Right. But there's only a few percentage of people that stay that course, man. What kept you on that course? Man, just the fact I loved it. Right. If it wasn't for that, I would have stopped. Right. Now, your people are telling you you're good. But did you really, really know you were good? Man? I did. I did. I'm one of them people that, um, and even if I'm not the best now, I will be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because whatever I got to do to become number one, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But once again, man, because like I said, very few people really have that knowledge of self or that awareness man where do you get that from maybe that's what my dad did give me in between his you know his in and outs maybe that is but whatever it was you know i just that's what i want my music to give you i want you to feel like you worth more than you think you are you, you know, your job may tell you you make 20,000 a year i'm gonna tell you you worth a quarter million and if you don't understand that, you could be weak as, and do what weak people do. You a buster. Shut up. Go stand over there. You can't hit the blunt. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you have people saying, yo, Rick, man, won't, won't people that, that didn't see your vision and were like, yo, Rick, come on, man, let's do something else? You, gonna, you know, 
Because that's hard. That's hard when when you already at that limit and you're trying to go hard, but you shit ain't working out. And then your people are like, yo, man, you know, you know, know, it's so many. You know what I do think about, though, is all my homies when we started making music. That was much better than me. Mm. That quit. Better than you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They had started much earlier than me and was better than me and was writing better choruses and, you know, catchier ideas and and they and they quit. But what made you stick to it more than these other guys? I, I believe it was just the fact that I love the game. Yeah. That's crazy, man. So, you know, we had uh, Memphis Bleak on the show. Right. And contrary to what most people believe, your first video was in his video, right? Yeah, one of my first videos. Yeah, I was in Memphis Bleak video. The, was it the Right Here video? Yeah. Yeah, and, and what's amazing is you're, you, were vir- you were virtually unknown, and, right. P- and Pitbull was also unknown. And y'all, like, how is that, man, coming up with on unknown cats? Right. And y'all in the grind together, and then... On the other side of the spectrum, you see each other and you're like, oh, what's up? It's just, it's just, it, it, it's just, you know, it's just a mutual respect, a mutual love. You understand? You know, me and Pitt, we don't speak, we don't speak as much. Right. But, you know, we never did. But when we seen each other and we did speak, you know, we always kept it genuine. We always supported each other. So when I'm walking through the airports now and I see, uh, a, hit, a Latino magazine with Pitbull <laughs> on it, I buy it. In a white suit. Yeah, I buy it. Right, right. That's my woe, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, that's just what it is, and that's what you're supposed to do for your city. And I think it's also great, man, that that in that circle or in that in that class of, like, the unknowns, you also came up with Kanye, man. Yeah, me and Ye. Me and Ye, you know, we met early in the game, you know. I believe he wasn't even getting five G's for a beat at the time. Mm. I should have bought shit. <laughs> I, yeah, you had the opportunity, right? Yeah, I should have bought a few of them. But, uh, you seen the genius in, in, in Kanye early, right? Yeah, right then. Yeah. Right then. But did you think Ye was also a little crazy? Of course. Yeah, was, yeah you know, he was a little you know? optimistic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember I had a conversation with Kanye, because I know him as a producer when he used to uh, produce for, for Derek Angeletti. And I remember he was telling me, like, Right before the blueprint, I'm gonna be the greatest rapper in the world, and you know I, I'm not one I, I, like you, man. I definitely want to support people's enthusiasm. Right, 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 I was like, nigga, right, 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 <laughs> nigga, right, right, come on. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and 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 that's the type of dude he is. Right. You know he's not gonna put a salary cap on himself, and that's what you gotta love. And and when me and Kanye met, we was actually in the studio, and uh, he was producing for a certain artist, and I was writing the raps for this certain artist. So when we would finish a song and give it to this certain artist, we would go and chill and chop it up, you know, and that's how we developed our bond. Right. And, you know, we, we had got, you know, cool and to the point where we even discussed him executive producing my whole first album. How crazy would that have been, man? How different would that have been, man? You know, um, you know, I just feel like, you know, everything, you know, fell in place. And, right. it, it, you know, it, it went the way it's supposed to be. You know, but but like I tell them, you know, we never know what we may do. We never know what we may do. Yeah. Listen, let's go to a quick break, man. But before we go to a quick break, Internets, once again, I want to tell y'all that this episode of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by the fine folks at Bevel. 
And this is, we're going to do something different, man. Usually we have people on the show and they give their testimonials. But today, Tristan Walker himself, the president of Bevel, knew you were going to be on the show, man. And he wanted me to bless you with the shaving system, man. This, I mean, check it out, man. Let me hold it. Make sure you get some pictures with me and leak them. So as, as Ross fumbles with this package, Internet's, you know what it is, man. Bevel is the best shaving system on the planet. Go to GetBevel, G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com. That's GetBevel. Punch in the promo code COMBAT. That's me, Combat Jack, C-O-M-B-A-T, for 20% off all of your supplies, man. Listen, I don't have no razor bumps. I don't have no neck, Tell neck bumps. You know what I'm saying? This is the best shaving system on the planet. Tristan, you're a boss. Listen, it's a perfect gift for the holidays also. Yeah. You want to give something to your significant other? Your, you know, your, your husband or, or your boyfriend or whoever it is. Bevel. It's the official tissue. And Ross, I hope you enjoy that, B. Bevel gave y'all that check. Cheer. Hey, yo, internet, you tuned in to the Combat Jack Show, the combatjackshow.com, man. We sitting with Rick Ross on the eve. The biggest boss in the game, the black bottle boy, you hear me? The eve of the release of his seventh studio album, Hood Billionaire. The streets made me do two this year. Two? Yeah. How, how do you drop two albums in one year, B? I'm still fucking with the mastermind. Of course, man. Mastermind is time. I'm still fucking with Devil is a Lie. Of course. Devil is a Lie. That, you already know, man. That's a lot of time. There's music on that. And this is a, you know, this is a different vibe. But, right. You know, you know, I was always a mixtape. You know, I love putting out mixtapes. You know, I always love putting out um, album, mixtape, album, mixtape, just like that. And I said, you know, you're going to really be a boss, nigga, when you do an album and an album, nigga. I mean, it reminds me of the tradition, the old tradition of Def Jam, when you would have DMX. And that's what we Dropping two albums. Shout out to Def Jam Records, nigga. Def Jam Records and Power. They fucking with Rose. Yes. You heard me? Yes, sir. Put this shit on my back. Let's get this paper. You heard me? Ross, your life changed once you put out Hustling. Of course. Like, like that. did you know that was the record? Um, I did. When I got the uh, when I got the beat, you know what I'm saying? I got the beat and I took it and I um gave the beat to my partner. I said, Hey, tell the DJ to play that bitch. I'ma just rap the one verse. I hadn't even recorded. I just went I went to the club. Trina was having a show at this club. And um the DJ loaded that bitch up. I went out there and rapped the verse. And the crowd was, you know, just fucking with me. But I remember the look of this one dude. That motherfucker was looking like Boy, that shit. And I just said, okay, let me, you know, let's handle our business. I went and recorded that motherfucker. So Cypher Sounds, here's the record. Mm-hmm. And the story is he brings it to Jay-Z. And that's mm-hmm. when you get the bidding war and the whole nine. Big time. Yeah, tell us about the first time you met Jay, man. Um, big time. You know, um, the big homie, uh, he called me up. And the first trip, I ain't even come. You know what I'm saying? Why not? I was just like... <coughs> <coughs> You know, at the time, man. I'm getting high right now. I'm getting the second hand right now, Pete. That's good. Shout out to MC. <laughs> <laughs> you want some water, contact, man? Yo, get that, some of that, that, get some of that black bottle, B. Man, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. But, um. That shit smell good, though, man. It's the best. Yes. Only the finest. Okay. You know, so. Uh, I believe you, man. So, you know, I was in the middle of a bin war. Every label in the game was over seven figures off of me, you know, a check and Jay. Uh, you know, you know, sent the word out, you know, for me to holler at him. And I was just like, you know what I'm saying? 
He just want me to come holler at him. He ain't gonna come with the bag, man. And you know, it's all first, about that bag, right? Oh, most definitely, it's all about the bag. And um, um, I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, the homie had a whole layout, a whole plan. Like, let's get to work. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not just on some chill shit. Not on no EP and nah, we ain't doing that. Like, let's go to work. It, it seemed when that record just came out, man, that his cosign was so crazy, man. Like the J cosign is really what got a lot of people. Even though the record was crazy, but the J cosign, I just remember in the industry, was crazy, man. Did y'all hit it off instantly, man? Yeah, we did. We did. You know what I'm saying? We did, and not only that, you know, um, you know, Jay, Jay got real hustling roots, you know, back to Miami. So, so y'all talk that shit. Not only that, you know, we got some things in common. Okay, okay, we know a few people. What is it about the chemistry, man, with, with, with you and Jay when y'all get on them records, man? It's like, you know, my nigga, he fuck with me, I fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't no just no. Foo-foo rap shit, it ain't because, you know what I'm saying? It's just just on some real shit. Homie just, you know, you know he's straightforward, and it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Everything he ever told me, you know what I'm saying? It's been 2000, and even if he never did another verse for me, you right. can't be, you know, I ain't never, I don't fuck with niggas that's, oh, if nigga don't, you know, you an artist, if a nigga don't do the verse next, yeah, he don't fuck with you. Nah, if my homie can't do another verse never for me again, even if I ask for 10 of them and he tell me 10, no, I can't do it, 10, that's still my You're dog. good, yeah. Yeah, real niggas, that's how real niggas stand. That's just how it go where I'm from, yeah. Yo, but the the, the level of like the, the the artistry when y'all on those records, man. Is it like a, is it also like a competition, man? Of course. You know yeah. we you know we popping that shit. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> y'all pop and, shit to each other. I'm yeah, about to yeah, burn you, yeah, Jay. Nah, you know he you know he you know he up on his you know he do his thing. You know Jay walk right in the studio do a verse, all right, boy, much love. I'm, and you like, hold on, hold on, this shit moving too fast. <laughs> you know hold on. Play the shit back one time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like um, you know, that's how he do it, you know. He came in and just freestyled, Freemason verse, and, you know, it was like everybody the fucking engineer. You know? What's your favorite collab with him, man? Mm. I'm going to say Maybach Music. Mm. Mm. Yeah, my my favorite is that Freemason, man, because you're really kicking some knowledge of self shit, man. Like right. that, that it was no caterpillars. It was just a whole bunch of niggas. That yeah. shit took me there, man. It took me to the pyramids, man. Right, right. Freemason was powerful, but even like "fuck with me, you know I got it" was really just. I felt like back and forth. That was some powerful shit that you just did. That I mean, some dope. some boss mafia type shit. That was dope. The devil is a lie. That shit is crazy, nah, b. That shit. You know, we 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 do dope shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, we always pull out some fly shit and we give it to him and um. That's how it is. You never know, man. The homie, you never know, man. You never know. Who else you enjoy collaborating with, man? Like in the studio. Like I can't wait to get in the studio with this person. You know, all my family, of course. You know right. what I'm saying? Free Meek Millie, Free Meek Millie. Everybody that's listening, hashtag Free Meek Mill right now. Free Meek Mill. You know, I love. You know, of course, working with all my niggas. You already know that. You know what I'm saying? Fat Trail, them niggas. When niggas like Fat Trail come to your crib, it's like it's a different. It's different for those days. Yeah. You know, Fat Trail and them, them ain't, you know, has rappers and then his niggas like Fat Trail. These niggas who really, this shit is for real. Them niggas, you may come downstairs and 
It's four holes and all type of it's, it's, artillery. It's, it's, it's an event. You, you it's, like, it's a nigga event. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Them niggas, you know, Fat Trail, come get the 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 Ferrari nigga and go to King of Diamonds by itself, come back with three bitches. Like, it's different. So it's like, you know, these the dudes I love, and, you know, I love to get it in with them. You know, I was watching uh, your latest video with, with R. Kelly. Yeah, and, and it's, I like the record. Congratulations on that. Appreciate it. And there's a lot of things going on in there, man. This is not safe for work. I'm saying right, the right. opulence and the, right. the, 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 the real estate and the whole nine. Right. But my favorite frame in there is the frame with you and Jeezy. Like the right. frame, like the shit seems so genuine, B. Like, how is it working with Jeezy now? Like, how? I mean, you talked about it before, but it seems real genuine, not like a. You know, let's make peace, and then this is nah. It. You you wouldn't do that. Make let's make peace. That shit, I wouldn't do. If it ain't if it ain't real, I wouldn't even do it. I just rather not fuck with you. I don't give a fuck. I'm not losing nothing. Right. We both getting our own money. Why the you don't gotta do no fake? Let's make peace, and then another nigga flip out on you the week later. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit ain't that ain't what it's about. Right. But you know, me and Jeezy, we was always cool. You know. Before we, we ever had an interruption, we always did records, especially, you know, between each other with DJ Khaled. Right. It was always in Miami, and it was vice so, versa. Sewing them records up together. Yeah, dig, we always, and, you know, we always fuck with each other like that. And you know, dig, and so... So it was always a mutual respect, even when it was hot. I mean, you know, when it, you know, when, when, when there was a misunderstanding, it was, it was just, it, it was what it was, you know. And, um, you know, you know, we kept getting money. You know, and, and it worked its, its, its way out. That's what it did. It, it's worked its way out. It wasn't about us or nobody, you know, putting us together, none of that shit. It just, you know, it was what it was. Yo, congratulations on the, on the, being on the Forbes list again. Much you know, love. I read the article. They called you the chicken boss, and you, you own nine wing stops across the country. Yeah, I, you know, it's the number a little different, but it's all love either way. You fr aren't you franchising the mountain now? Like, aren't you franchising? It's not only owned by you. Could Somebody could come and buy it. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. You could come get your, your wing stop through Rosé. But you got to have a minimum of 600000 no, liquid. You got to be see, liquid. See, that, yeah. see, that's, you know, that's... That's, that's what it said. That's, that's what it's corporate policy. Oh, okay. My rules are a little different. Okay, what's what? So that's why you may want to. We'll talk off air. Okay, everybody, you know what I mean. Yo, that's the what, Combat Jack that's, franchise. That, that's, what, that's what we do. That's what we do. Right now in Memphis, because that's where you have most of your. your, your, your yeah. Why Memphis? Man? Because that's where my mom. You know, a majority of my family from. You know, Mississippi and Memphis. They sit right next to each other. So I got so much family there, and so it's, it, you know, it's all about family. That's what you start with first, and then you bring in everybody else. And you gave so many people jobs that they gave you a key to the city? Yeah. Did you believe that shit, man? Man, when it happened, you know, I just had to, you know, salute, you know, AC, you know what I'm saying, the mayor. It just let me know how, you know, how in touch Memphis is and, you know, mm. just how important this is because it's most definitely a positive thing, you know. And, you know, not only... When you 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 bring jobs back to the community, but you bring another type of energy. You know what I'm saying? When we walk through St. Jude's and we, mm -hmm. you know, we seen them kids and you know Roseanne, there, it's just a whole different type of vibe. You know what I mean? And, and you know that's why I felt it was so important to you know start right there. What's your first experience, man, with Wingstop, man? You know, I um, I was at the barber shop and the dude walked in with them lemon pepper and I smelled them. <laughs> and I said, yeah. What that is, well, well, have you ever thought about even doing your own flavor, like a rose uh, uh, wings, or like somebody you know? Who I just I was smoking one night not too long <laughs> ago, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too long ago. And I told myself, yo, I'm gonna come up with my own flavor. I need to get my name. I need to get the name of the flavor. Glazed pears. Yeah, I oh, mean, man. It, yeah. <laughs> Let me get a cut. Let me get Glaze. a cut. <laughs> I see you. I see you come back. Yo. I see you, baby. Yo, man. Oh, another thing that I really get a lot of enjoyment, man, watching from the outside in, man, is your relationship with Puff, man. Believe that. What's your relationship? Like, describe to the internets, man, what's your relationship with Puff is. You know, that's, um, you know that, um, of course, that's my big homie, but, you know, he he moved to Miami years ago, years ago, so he was, you know, he was in the city, and he wasn't just, you know, another dude living on Star Island, but he was actually in the community. That nigga was actually in the streets, not just going to the clubs and balling, but he was doing certain things right. in the community that... You know, these basketball niggas and a lot of niggas, you know what I'm saying? That actually even live there. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? That they wasn't doing. So, you know, me, I always been one of them type of people. That's what I'm watching for. You come to the city, what you doing? What high school you went to? You know what I'm saying? Who you talk to? You know what I'm saying? What you doing? And uh, he most definitely always did that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he was always a player. So, you know. And when we started doing little business ventures, he started giving me game, doing this and that. I done got a lot of money with homie. What's the most important thing you learned from from Puff? You know, just um, you know, you know, he he he, you know, he party as hard as he do, but that man religious as hell. You yeah. dig? And I don't want to say it like that, religious as hell. You dig? But <laughs> you know, my dog just he he, he extremely religious. And, and you're very religious too, right? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. God is great, but you know, Puff makes sure you're under dig, you know, and and but y'all pull out that Bible or y'all start you know, just, some verses. Just, he makes sure that you know he makes sure that you know that's at the end of the night he bring that up some kind of way when all us sitting at the table eating, you know, it'll it'll be a part of the conversation. And, you know, he's just a true hustler. Yeah. Family, his family, his kids. You know, he got it. He, you know, he a great example of how to handle that. When you remade the the Biggie track, right? What was what was Puff's like blessings to you? What was his talks with you about that? You know, when I took the vocals, he didn't even know. You know, at, at first when I had the vocals, then when I heard it, you know, Puff, um, you know, he was just vibing to it. But you know, um, you know, he didn't say too much. You know, he didn't go crazy over it or nothing like that. And I respected that. You know, because I know as he listening to it. He can't help but think of, of course, the greatest. Yes. And, of course, my shit ain't, you know, and, of course, you know, just the memories of the greatest at the same time. I respected that, but I just wanted to present it. And, you know, I, I most definitely presented it to D-Rock and, you mm -hmm. know, all the team and, you know, just to get the blessings, you know, from the team. And, and uh, you know, they gave me the blessings. D-Rock said he rock with it. Awesome. It's, it's funny because, like, I, I was speaking to Greg Street, and he was explaining how much that I don't think people understand how you're you're a fan of the greatest rappers. Yeah. You study the craft. Yeah. And that's why you could go from one extreme to another on a lot of these things. I could, you know what I'm saying? I, I loved, um, you know, whether it was, you know, Slick Rick, Children, you know, just, you know, that Slick Rick album. And I could go straight to Riding Dirty. Mm. You know what mm. I'm saying? I could go back to Death Certificate. You know what I'm saying? You, yep. could, you could go to Illmatic, you know what I'm saying? You could go back and forth. What's your fascination, man, with the with the Maybach? Like like your first your love affair with the Maybach, man? You got to think about it, man. It's like, 
Imagine being a fat nigga that walked to school and you had to walk kind of far. All right, I'm going to do this shit every day. All right, that's cool. But when I get a car... <laughs> and you a big Maybach. car dude like like the Cadillacs and the Chevys and all of that I want that bitch can't even fit in the garage <laughs> curtains too big you know what I'm saying and, that, and, and, and really that's what it was yeah. you know what I'm saying and what, what, what kind of air freshener is in the Maybach oh man um, I don't even know this week you know it changed <laughs> weekly pear yeah you know it changed weekly you know that pear popping most yeah. definitely that uh, pear popping how do you feel though about Mercedes you know canceling the, that that line, the, the the Maybach line. You know me, man. However it go, I, I look at the good in it. You know, because as soon as it canceled that line, everybody who did have a '57, that's that shit went up in value. Mm. You know what I'm saying? More, they want that Maybach more than ever now. Right. Everybody can't have it now. Everybody can't have it now. Right. So they'll they you know so could have been a good thing. You understand? So you know that's how life is. You know once it, you know once life throw you curveballs that you can't do nothing other than accept, you got to accept it. Right. That's just like if you woke up and your damn right leg was gone, I mean, gotta work I'm going to smoke out. a blunt and you know, <laughs> work it out. You might love you what, but niggas. Strengthen that left leg. go shopping for the, <laughs> the iron rod now. You know what I'm saying? You Ross it up. Yeah. Hey, Ross, we, you crazy, we, man. We ain't finna wait three weeks <laughs> in a month. Which one you want? Which shoe you want to put on get that what, bitch at the bottom? Get one of them gator prosthetic, you know, prosthetic legs. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's just real <laughs> talk. It's crazy, man. It's just, it's just real talk. You, you know, know, I know we're running out of time, man, but I, I, I got some more questions to breeze through, man. Let's do it. You know, as a boss, right? As right. the Maybach boss, as an right. MMG boss, man, how, how difficult it is, man, to, to, to manage so many different personalities, man. Mm. You know, Stolly seems even kill, you know what I'm saying? But you never know because he's an artist. Right, right. And then and then Wale crazy ass. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then That's Meek. My dog, Meek, man. Meek is Meek do you ever get annoyed like Meek? Calm the fuck down, my nigga. Never, man. <laughs> never, man. You gotta understand these niggas is bosses themselves. Right. You understand? And when you 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 get to know them, you understand them. You know they all love each other. All these my woes, all these niggas, my niggas, man. You know I, I ain't even I ain't even say gunplay, man. You know what I'm saying? Like of course, you like, know that's you know that's my nigga. You know what I'm saying? All of these niggas is crazy in their own way, but we all you know we all we all blood, baby. We all family. You're like a big brother to yeah, somebody, most even like a father. Like most no definitely, and you got and you got to realize, you know. All I ever did was tell you, you know, positive shit. You right. know what I'm saying? Let's get this money. But I done it, made niggas, you know, I done, you know, we millionaires. But but you know the nature of men, even though you yeah. help men make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it ever get a, to a point where sometimes one cat might challenge you? Nah, you know, it's you know, you gotta understand when you when you respect a man as a man from day one, you shouldn't have those problems. Right. And we all men before anything else, you underdig, and you know everybody got their own freedom to be a boss. You 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 know you do your album, your music, record. You you do your you handle your business, you handle the budget the way you want to handle it. You a boss within right. your own right, and long as you do that, you know they respect my mind and it's vice versa. You know I think it's such an interesting team. Like you, like how do you even put a team? How do you even have the vision? To put a team like that together, you know what I'm saying? Like, like how? That's, that's, just, that's just, you know, that's of course, you know, um, like how do you choose? For example, like Stolly is very 
talented. And he's right. a good brother. We've had him on the show. Right. And I hear that the, the album Ohio that's about to drop is, is, is crazy. I got a lot of respect for him. Yeah, it's in the stores now. Make sure yeah. y'all pick up that. You know what I'm saying? Hit Stanley up on Twitter, at Stanley. But how do you say, I, I want that man on the squad? He, him being dope. Right. Him being fly. You know what I'm saying? Fresh to death. Yeah, yeah. Him being a, a great representation of the culture. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's what he do best, represent the culture. He's a great thinker. He's a solid black man, you know what I'm saying? A great father. He's one of those mm, type of mm. dudes, a deep dude. He has so much more to, you know, to, to open up right. and tell people, you know what I'm saying? I feel this is just the beginning for little homie. So let's play uh, one word association. I'm going to mention these names and then you, you tell me one word about right. them. So, uh, Wale. Wale, passionate. Meek. Um, G. Mm. Stali. Um, mm. He's most definitely fly. Mm. Gunplay. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> He's still crazy, right? Of course. That's but is Gunplay brilliant, man? Is he of brilliant? Cause, He's very. Yeah. Any we, dude that can accumulate what he's accumulated, you wouldn't know Gunplay owns the amount of cars he owns, mm. his Mercedes coupes, and mm. you wouldn't know that, Gun. You, you wouldn't know that mm. because that ain't what you – and he don't even, you know – he ain't even tripping on that. Right. You know, but, this, but he, he has a, a another value. He has another type of value. Okay. That that he doesn't show in public. Yes, of course. Right. You know, I, w- I want to ask this question, and it's not really to spark the controversy, but it's really out of appreciation. You know, when I first really started hearing about you, other than the hustling, was when you had that 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 back and forth with fifty, right? Right. And, you know, as an outsider looking in, not really familiar with your talents and your music. I was like, damn, 50's really getting at him. You know what I'm saying? So the public opinion was that 50 was getting at you, right? Was it? Yeah. I mean, I'm you know, me being the public, right? So then you drop uh, Deeper Than Rap. And, and and that made me really say, let me hear what Ross is saying. You right. know what I'm saying? So when I picked up that album, dude, I was amazed. So I, I was amazed. Right. So during that time, man, like... What is your mindset? Like, is is are you just not ignoring the pressure and just saying? I said I'm I, I'm on stage. Yeah. I got the lights on me. Yeah, it's time to do it. So so you saw that as like an opportunity. Of course. Right. And 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 were you confident that your music was gonna drown everything out? Of course. I initiated it. You can't see the moves. Wait I wait 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 wait. You gotta understand. Look <laughs> wait, at, wait, 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 look, wait, at, wait. look at look at look at the pattern of the moves I've made. You're really good at chess. I got to play you, man. I've been in the game since 06. Yes. I've been a part or executive producer, how many, 15 albums? The branding we're a part of, the association, the paper we're getting. I mean, are you serious? Of course. Mm. But people, some people didn't even see that at that but, but time. They, they don't but don't even you matter. made them. They're dunkies. Like that, 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 that's the thing, yeah. They were <laughs> dunkier the days. You yeah. know, but you made them believe that. Like, I remember walking, like, it's funny when Combat says that. I remember being around all different Brooklyn neighborhoods and people feeling somewhat of the way he was saying. After that drop, that's it. People, people, you made people believe. For real. real and I, and, I, and it's, as a rap fan, what I appreciate is when somebody convinces me. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody that I might not be fucking with at first. You know, you know at the end of the day, um, homie them was, you know, homie them was at the top slot. You know? 
having issues with whoever, whoever was having issues with Joe had just mentioned the homie Khaled name. You know, I just felt that, you know, it would, it, it would, it would only be so long before me and him had a misunderstanding. Right. And where I come from, we always hit first. Right. You understand? And, and basically, that was just what I did. Okay. I, I respect that, man. I yeah. respect that. And, and I appreciate that because that's what brought my attention to you. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely appreciate that. You know, my last question, man, you know, there's a lot of shit going on right now, man, with black men. You know what right. I'm saying? Florida, you know, Trayvon and the whole nine. There's a, a lot of shit going on, man. And, you know, it's, it's a critical juncture, man, where, you know, how we speak to each other. You know, what we right. say, the messages that we say. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and it's at a point where, you know, we I can embrace the ratchet. We can embrace the negativity. But it's at a certain point, man, where I feel that we got to really turn in a different direction, man. Like, what, what do you feel about that, man? Like, because you have your valuable voice. You have a very valuable voice, a very influential voice. People listen to you, man. What do you feel about that, man? I feel, um, you know, being the boss of your life is the biggest, you know, position you'll ever have. And, you know, we all have our own levels of responsibilities. You know, I have my own responsibilities and who I'm responsible for. And, you know, that goes for everybody. Yeah, and the dig. And I'm just one of them people that, you know, when I come to the table, you know what I'm saying, keep it clean, fair. And so when I look at everything that's going on, just being a realist, me being a realist, you know, of where we come from and what's, you know, you know, it's most definitely got to be changes. It's most definitely got to be um, more communication. It's most definitely got to be, you know, certain things like that. And um, I say, you know, things got to be done. Niggas ain't got to really talk about it. Okay, I got that. Hood billionaire. Hood billionaire. Right in time for Thanksgiving. Right. What you doing for Thanksgiving, Rick? I don't even know. Yeah. Actually, how was is, how is Thanksgiving different? Like, not a Ross fit. You know, and you've been eating more healthier. How was Thanksgiving I'm now in 2014? Yeah, still, no know. tofu turkey, right? Never. <laughs> Never. But, but what is, how was Thanksgiving at your house, man? Like, you have it in your house? Man, you know, um, of course, you know, growing up, of course, it right. was Thanksgiving. You know, all the holidays, you know, we always represented, but... I can't remember the last few Thanksgivings what I did. Because you just been moving, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if anything, if I could just pop in on my mama and kiss her on the cheek and grab a plate, I made mm. it. That's beautiful, man. Can't nothing be better than that and, you know, kiss my kids on their cheek. Family, man. That family shit. That's it. Yo, Rick Ross, thank you for blessing the Combat Jack Show, man. Well, much love, in Internets, look out for that hood billionaire dropping. 1124. 1124, man. Cop that. You Yo, thank you so much. much Yo, Pete, love. another man, episode, man. Nah, listen, it's a special one, man. And, and, and you know, you, you beat the odds, man. And, and you're inspiring people and, and you're empowering people, man. But guess what? He's wearing that animal on his what? back, too. We all, we all got to beat the odds. Most because, definitely. Because, you know, we all in that same maze. Everybody living that life and in that same maze. You underdig and... And that's what this music about. That's what the message about at the end of the day. But even didn't think about this as, as an ending. You said the lights were on you before. The lights are still on you. You're showing people about getting fit. You're putting quality music out there. And you're showing people how to be entrepreneurs. That, vision, that visionary shit you were talking about when you just came in. 
Internet. You're a visualist. Internet. I, I like the, that. Internet. The visualist. Internets. You know what it is, man. Dream them dreams and then man up and live them dreams because life and our dreams. Free McMillie. 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 This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.